audience. Um, this is not our usual intro, um, but uh, as you guys know, I'm really bad at remembering to give content warnings. Uh, so there are a couple of reasons we're here before your show, your regular show. Um, I do want to give a content warning at the very beginning of this. Um, as you can tell by the title um, and thumbnail, depending on how I do the thumbnail, I'll put them in the thumbnail. We have a special guest um, for this episode that we're so grateful to have had on our podcast. Um, but uh, I want to make it very clear that we are continuing the conversation that we've been having for the past three episodes. Um, but even more so, I think this might even be more real uh, for some people because of the nature of what our guest Justin Payne does. Um, so just bear in mind that we are talking about uh, predatory behavior, molestation, sexual, uh, I can, I'm saying all these words because we're demonetized as fuck. Um, but um, I just wanted to give that content warning. Um, uh, I say this a lot, but you don't owe us anything. If that is something that's going to trigger anything in you, skip it. We'll see you guys another time. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and just because I think neither Amber nor I has really interviewed anyone before. Um, the It may be a little confusing in terms of uh, introducing Justin and uh, talking about what he does. So I thought uh, Amber, because she is the one who found him uh, in terms of us, um, I figured Amber, you can let them know who we brought on. Yeah, so we brought on Justin Payne. I've been following him on YouTube and Facebook for a long, long time couple of years now, because he is like a local celebrity in my small city, uh, he is well known and he, because he, you know, he's a big YouTuber and everyone's kind of all excited that there's a YouTuber in our small town, but uh, he is essentially a Chris Hansen of Canada, I guess. Um, he poses as a child and tries to, um, I guess, bait predators and... Uh, catches people who are looking for sexual relationships with children. And uh, so, yeah, he basically just poses as a child and goes on all sorts of dating apps and uh, talks with adults. And it, when we get into it with him in this podcast, it gets quite graphic. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Just be aware of that. Not, like, super, 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 like, anatomical stuff, but um, but, yeah. it, but, it, but it's a lot. It's heavy, um, and, and also just, like, the um, kind of the mental health and the, the, the toll it takes on a person um, to really be in this in this field. I uh, We'll talk a little bit more at the end of uh, this podcast about our thoughts, um, but definitely just wanted to make sure we gave you that content warning and um, an introduction. So, um, yeah, so we'll go ahead and roll the podcast. Hey guys, it's Alicia and editing here. Just wanted to pop in to ask you guys to please go over to the Gromance podcast uh, channel that was just created. So it doesn't have a, uh, a vanity URL yet. So um, that channel will be linked in the description. Uh, but we do want to, as soon as possible, start moving the podcast over to its own channel um, so that my sub subscribers are not inundated with notifications for the podcast if that is not the kind of content they want to see. But at the same and the other way around. Perhaps there are people who want to see the podcast that don't necessarily want um, to be notified about my regular content. So um, if you would take, take a moment to click that link, subscribe, um, and yeah, really excited about this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye. Hello and back up. Well, let's start that over. <laughs>
Hello and back the fuck up. No. Uh, <laughs> hello, welcome back to Girlmance, a podcast where two internet besties talk about life and other things across the American Canadian border. Um, this week, however, we have it's three internet besties because we have our first special guest. So say hi, everybody in live chat or whatever, or at home to Justin, Justin Payne. Um, he's our special, special guest. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having, um, thanks for coming today. This is awesome to have you on here. Um, Justin, um, Justin and I and live I- in the same city and he's a, um, like kind of a big deal in my city. Um, so Justin, do you want to explain who you are and what you do for us and our viewers? Well, essentially, I create fake profiles on a date, uh, adult dating website, and adults will message the profile, and I'll tell them that I'm 13, 14, 15 years old, and more often than not, these adults will continue conversation with me where I'll collect uh, a substantial amount of evidence related to sexual crimes in which that they, they want to do with the child that they think that I am. Uh, depending on the person, if they are a previous offender or something like that, I'll turn things over to police. Or if I feel the police could do something with the information, then I'll go that route. But if I feel that nothing could be done, which in most cases nothing is, oh. I'll just confront the individuals myself. Amberin has told me so much about you. Um, but, but basically from what I understood from how she described what you do and what I saw uh, briefly on your YouTube channel, um, everybody go subscribe to um, Justin. Um, his, it's your last name is spelled P-A-Y-N-E, correct? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, but from what I understood, it kind of seemed like you're like the Canadian Chris Hansen or the Chris Hansen of, of at least your area. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I've gotten compared to Chris Hansen and others quite a bit. And that, you, that means I'm you... honored to have anybody say that because he, he did such amazing work. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you were saying that you turn over evidence to the police if you think something can come of it. Um, how many convictions have come out of your work or how many people have um, been arrested and kind of investigated? Uh, to date, there has been just under 10. So I'm thinking at this point, maybe six-ish. The problem is that sometimes these guys will get caught um, because of the information I turn in. If they don't get charged for what their correspondence was with me, there's been times where it's like indirect, where there was something else this person was up to, whether uh, related to child pornography or um, there was one individual that was actually uh, molesting his uh, ex-wife or ex-girlfriend's daughter. Oh my god! So and I, he like admitted that to you? Yeah, that was actually that was the guy that uh, was living in Vancouver Island. Actually, he got two years, I believe. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. Um, I think I knew he worked with a friend of mine actually, and it was like a huge thing. And uh, they came in to his office and like the cops came and stuff and did an investigation on his computer and stuff. Yeah. So if I, if I understand correctly and just, uh, I'm spelling this out uh, for any viewers maybe who haven't gathered, but um, so Justin has a technique uh, you, or you have a technique where you essentially catch predators. That's what this is all about. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, but I understand you are not 
in the Vancouver area right now. Is that correct? No, no, I'm actually uh, on the other side of Canada right now. I uh, took a small vacation to see family and a little off topic, but I was in a car accident. Oh, no. I hope everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things are moving along a little bit slow, but I mean, it's gaining speed every day on getting things taken care of. So That's good. Got it. But it seems like from what I saw, or correct me if I'm wrong, are you still doing your work while you're on the other side of the country? Um, I've actually kind of taken a small hiatus from pursuing any any new uh, content or anything is it, it just it would be kind of bad to do because I'm not fully healed so I don't want to get myself in a situation where oh. I could twist my back or do something bad so yeah uh, uh, okay so then um, that actually I hadn't thought about that have you ever had anybody want to fight you or like start something when you uh, approach them there's been a couple times. Uh, there's one video where I, I thought he was. This guy was trying to kiss my hand after I caught him. He, he went to meet a 14 year old girl. I thought he was trying to kiss my hand, but then we watched the clips afterwards, and and you could hear a chomping. And you could see his teeth like slamming down, not making a mucking with his lips, but with his teeth. So then I'm like, okay, that's weird. But um, there's been instances where there's pushing, there's shoving, there's you know. You're in each other's face. But the one thing that I've learned ultimately is just different techniques of like, um, I mean, some people could say it's uh, mind control or something, but just um, utilizing conversation uh, to try to de-escalate the situation. So if somebody's getting aggressive with me, I will just try to talk to them more on their level or distract them and try to use police kind of interrogation tactics kind of thing. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's interesting because um, actually when uh, I watched one of your videos and talked to Amber and about this, I, I was amazed and I was like, how is it that he was able to have like a 30 minute conversation with a man on the street? Like why? Uh, it, I was amazed that this man didn't just run away. So, I mean, do you feel that that's part of kind of what you do? Like the, the tactics? Um, I, I kind of have a little bit of ethics and a little bit of a code of conduct and how I do things as well. Like, um, if an individual messages the profile, um, breaks the law either inappropriately or just, um, actually breaks the law and what he's saying or what he's sending, what he's sending he or she, um, I try to give it time as well, because I want to try to collect as much intel as possible on possible previous crimes or, uh, just what their thoughts or their motives are. Um, and one thing ultimately I like to do is try to find out if there's any mental health issues as well, mm -hmm. because I like to try to go in how the police officers would, um, trying to cover all bases just to make sure that everybody on my side is safe, everybody on his side is safe, um, and different things like that. But ultimately the reason why I think that they stay to talk is because we'll have conversations for like a month sometimes or two or three. I think that they are just completely shocked once they see me and then I do the voice. I've had some guys stand there for 10 minutes and they're still pointing to the screen saying that this is the person I came to meet. But it's like, hello, are you delusional? It was me. I was the one that was talking to you. But but then I, I do the voice like this and then they're like, they're like, oh, I'm not... I, I don't believe that that's who I was talking to. But like, hello, I'm doing the voice. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I was I was wondering. I was like, can I ask him to do the voice? <laughs> I just got so excited. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that our viewers and listeners appreciate that because I'm sure they were like, what does he mean a voice? Yeah. But you, so you're the one who does the voices, and and you don't have anybody acting for you ever. No, um, I prefer to try to keep everything in house. Like everything that gets done is me because trying to rely on other people sometimes. Uh, one instance, I had a decoy that was going to stand in front of the building. She was an hour late. Oh. So, I mean, that caused me to um, make the guy wait. The guy got impatient. He wanted to leave. So then I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Cowboy style. I go running over his car. He tries to drive away. One arm in the door. Chat lugs and camera here. And the, and I'm just telling him, all right, if you want to you want to kill me, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> because I'm telling you what you came here to do is wrong. And I'm going to be the one that puts this out there. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, truly a one man show. I know Amber had a few questions. Yeah. So um, do the cops do anything? Do the cops in Canada do anything like what you do? Oh, yeah. I've heard of, I mean, through the news, mostly, um, they set up a lot of sting operations, catching um, uh, child sex rings and different things like that. Like Vancouver Island. I mean, I remember two years ago hearing about a lot of uh, arrests and stuff just happening at some of the the hotels on uh, I think it was Terminal Avenue. What really? Yeah, um, there were pimps uh, oh. or something like that um, that had uh, a lot of children. I think between the age of like twelve to fifteen or something like that. Shut up. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you check back in the archives, you might be able to find something about that. That's really sad. I've heard that I've heard that um the city that we both live in has a major human trafficking issue. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Wow. And from what I understand that town you guys live in is very small. Yeah. Or are you talking about the whole island or uh, the town, the town itself, the city that we live in. Yeah. Ooh. It's a it's a port city, so I guess they bring them over here or um ship them out from here too. Oh my goodness. Yeah, apparently it's a That's huge so problem. So I'm interested, though, um, that that is like horrifying and but is also something that we've kind of always has always for all of time has been an issue. Right. But part of I guess I don't I'm, I'm trying to find my question, but really the reason Amber and I started this podcast was because we were having long winded conversations. And really, this is the topic that kept coming up because we, I don't know if, if it's becoming more of an issue or if we're just noticing it more, but it just seems that the internet is just becoming just wrought with predators. So, I mean, is there something like, how did you come into this? How does the internet play into this for you? Um, years ago, uh, maybe six or seven years ago, uh, I had somebody show me YouTube. And I mean, YouTube was around for a little bit and I just didn't pay it no mind because I never really had a cell phone or anything when I was growing up, even in my teen years. And I just, I admired the people that were on there and I was just, you know, like everyone else trying to find my niche and like, well, I want to post videos and I want to see what I can do. And I mean, as you mature in YouTube or any social media platforms that you're posting videos on, you begin to gravitate towards what you feel in your heart that you're meant to do. Some people are meant to be comedians, some people are meant to interview, just like you guys, and everyone eventually finds their niche. 
And for me, my niche was serious issues. Like I prefer um, doing interviews or talking to people or even confronting people on things. I mean, I, I think that that's a lot of a, a lot of fun is is going and confronting somebody that's that has done something wrong, because some people, um, from what I'm told, like some people get scared uh, when they do things like that. Like even just like what I'm doing, but. For me, this is just, it's normal. Like it's, I don't really feel scared or, yeah. or anything. It's just, I know that something needs to get done and I just do it. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Amber and I both made faces because we're like, we don't have any interviewing <laughs> skills at all. This is like literally my first time ever doing anything like this. Yeah, same. Um, it's really like, we just want to pick your brain because what you do is so interesting. And uh, I'm not trying to like just gas you up here, but I did think like, a job like this seems like it really takes some stones. Like, um, so, but I, I, I meant to ask, how long have you been doing this? Oh, uh, I used to keep track, um, but I think it's probably four or five years, something like that. Um, I've taken a lot of breaks, though, in between all that um, to regain my like mental health and stuff. Yeah. Like, I've had moments where I just go right down and I'm just like, I'm done. That's it. Like, I can't do this. And then there's sometimes where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back at this. Let's let's get and catch people. Wow, I could imagine that being so heavy on your mental health. And um, we've talked um, about an hour on the phone one time, and uh, you were explaining to me kind of how you do take care of yourself um, mentally. Do you uh, and you had to like, do you want to explain that a little bit? How you kind of cope with all of this? Yeah, I'd be curious too, like how 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 it affects you, yeah. and and how, and how you take care of that, because I didn't even think of that, like the toll it would take on you. It, this kind of thing is a very draining thing, even for the people with the strongest minds. Um, the way that I try to deal with it is, I'm um, trying to identify uh, when when this like uh, sadness or depression is seeping into my everyday life. Like you literally got to just shut it off. Like you know, when I'm with my family, I'm not on YouTube. I'm not, uh, you know, the guy that makes videos. I'm, I'm, I'm not any of those things. I am me and I'm just living a normal life. Like you need to like literally separate everything. Um, because in the beginning I, I had times where I would fall under like these massive depressions, uh, spells. There's a couple of times I ended up in, um, in the psych ward, um, because I just had enough. Like, listening to what these people say it eats you alive to like you will look at every person and judge them like or you remind me of this person is this you is this you is this you is this you and it's just like it kills you inside i can imagine absolutely sorry no go ahead i'm sorry but the thing that that makes me keep going though and i'm sure a lot of others that are doing this too is the fact that what a victim goes through whether these people talk to them or actually sexually molest them is far worse than what I'm dealing with. So mm-hmm. what somebody like me needs to do is, you know, put your big boy pants on and get back out there and keep going because there's somebody else out there that might get affected by one of these people that one of us could be catching. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big job to, to undertake. And I hadn't really even thought of um, imagining how that could affect how you see the world basically is kind of what I, what I'm gathering. 
But I also, we, so on, on this channel, we do talk about mental health a good bit. So I think also, like, I want to destigmatize, like, anybody else who's been in the psych ward, if you're in the chat, like, raise your hand, let us know. I have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, psych ward gang. <laughs> Not me as a Amber, dad, but <laughs> I'm sure Amber's sad. Come. She's like. <laughs> oh, hello. Um. Yeah, so I remember you telling me you had to seek a special kind of therapist because lots would just tell you to to stop what you're doing, but you knew it wasn't the right thing to do for you to stop at this point yet at your life anyways. Um, so you had to f- seek out like a special type of therapist, right? Yeah, see, the problem is is that um, most counselors, they'll, yeah, they will, they'll tell you to, tell you to stop. They'll say, like, you know, if something's hurting you, why would you do it? Um, but the one thing is I've never been able to actually find the type of counselor that I need. The type of counselor I need is one that um, police officers in the exploitation unit would have. You know, somebody that would help you navigate through all your depressions or, you know, things that how this affects your day-to-day life and stuff like that. Um, honestly, I haven't found it yet. I mean, I've identified that I, I know that that's the counselors out there. But it's just obtaining that type of person that, that would be great. But for me right now, I try to um, handle everything, as I say, in-house. So, you know, if I feel depressed or sad um, in, in everyday life, whether related or unrelated, I try to, you know, identify it, figure out steps on how to figure out how to fix it, um, not just put a band-aid on it and just try to stay healthy and happy because, I mean, just because I'm sad right now doesn't mean that I'm going to be sad later. So. Sure. And you made a good point about um, really just kind of stepping away from the from your digital life, which I'm sure all of us like we've heard it a million times oh, we- that we need we need we all need more of it. Um, God knows that I need to uh, because my YouTube career just started a few months ago, um, and I think oh. we're all <laughs> pause post Malone. <laughs> that's okay we put up post malone when we need to pause he's our pause malone i don't even i don't remember what i'm saying oh um that we need to step away from the digital amberin was such a struggle bus last week so we had so many issues yeah Yeah. so uh hi there we just paused (laughs) (laughs) we had some technical issues um but yeah i think i was just saying that i think it's a good idea for all of us to kind of step away uh from our digital lives from time to time. I know Amberin kind of takes, takes her time to step away. Yeah, the happiest I ever was was last summer. I deleted Instagram and Facebook, and I didn't have a YouTube or anything at the time, and I just deleted everything off my phone and literally didn't open it for, like, three months. And it was, like, the best. But um, it's hard to self-regulate, too, when you're when it's on your phone and you have access to it. It's hard to, it's hard to self-regulate, and I'm still working on that. Um... So going back to kind of what you were talking about, where you recognize um, traits in other people from the predators that you have caught, um, do you do you find that you are catching people of all sorts of walks of life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the individuals, whether I catch them or not, sometimes it's just pure conversation where, I mean, I could talk to 10 people at, at one time today and then ongoing but then i'll only meet one or two or i'll meet one and then the other one could be you know a year from now they'll come back around recognize the picture 
and then we'll continue on. Um, I've seen it from anywhere between somebody who's 20 years old to somebody who's 89 years old. Oh. Anybody that thinks that, oh, well, it's this type of person or, or somebody that tries to categorize who or what a pedophile is, you have no idea because it could be anybody and you have no idea. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I think that's what the these conversations and being on the internet is and that's kind of kind of going back to what I was uh talking about earlier is what Amber and I are both kind of like it's opening our eyes to is that it's everywhere. Um we were just in uh the most recent um episodes like we've we've done three episodes where we talk about this topic and in each episode we've spoken about public figures that um, have been engaging in certain kinds of behaviors, allegedly or not. Um, so, and what we're finding is that um, it's just about everywhere. But one thing I find interesting is that in the cases we talk about, um, there's usually, and Amber, and tell me if, if you agree or not, because I want to speak for both of us, but kind of usually a power dynamic or something like that. So, um, like, how does that does that play into or that that you know of with the people who do kind of seek you out in these situations? For me personally, I haven't noticed that um, somebody's stature in society has really affected who I'm catching. But in terms of like uh, what I've seen in the news or in videos and things like that, uh, me and Amber actually had this conversation where I actually identified it and I never really thought about it much before, but um if you look at all the documentaries that are out there, I mean, on either serial killers or psychopaths or just anyone in general, there's so much knowledge there. And it's not just entertainment like people, like some people are taking it. Mm -hmm. There's so much knowledge there. And there's one thing that always comes to light to me is the um, Ted Bundy interviews. He stated that he didn't just wake up and decide to go out and just rape and murder. It was a progression for him. And I mean, somebody in his stature, he had massive intellect um not he wasn't rich or anything but it was a progression from an early age and then it led to him actually committing his first crime becoming um aroused um as a thought and then you know it just it took off from there and i feel that that relates to people uh of wealth even and the, the reason is because eventually they become bored so there's some people of wealth that will go out and exhaust themselves sexually with many different people of their own age or older or, um, you know, wh whatever genre in which they're going to pursue. And then eventually it leads them down a road that's already been there in their mind, which is pedophilia. Yeah, I, I kind of, I see it that way too. I see a lot of it is, you know, an innate thing they would be this way whether they were in the general public and a public or a public figure or not however i do see that some people seem to like ramp up to it because of their their power and yeah, yeah. did you want to say <laughs> yeah uh, well no i was just curious because in and you know you made a point that um that that they're just people from all walks of life but in hearing you speak just now that really got me thinking and i, I thought about this before um so i'm i'm in a 12-step program um alcoholics anonymous everybody here knows that um but i i wonder too sometimes in situations like this do 
you said you do some research when um, to see if there are any mental health issues. Do you find that there's often like a, a link between like sex addiction? Um, like what can you tell me more, I guess, about them, like the mental health patterns that you see? I'm you for, sure, for sure, I'd say that um, a good portion, if not all of them, are some type of have some type of uh, sexual deviancy, for sure. Um, in terms of anything further than that, I mean, a lot of the guys that I'm catching, they are just average Joes. Mm. You know, like uh, one guy was a superintendent of his school, and wow. another oh, God. was um, the reason why I actually ended up in Nanaimo was because uh, I drove from Toronto to Nanaimo, British Columbia, to confront somebody that was telling me for like a year that he was a, he used to be a teacher and he molested his students. And he told you that? Yeah. Well, because I mean, I was doing the voice for him. Um, almost like every single day. Oh I just got so fed. I know this is like, like this conversation is going a different way because your question was different, but go yeah, for go it. for it. Because he expressed that, I mean, it, to me, that made him like the top of my hit list. Like I had to to catch this guy, and once he fit the rest of the criteria of my code, uh, which is they need to ask to meet me, I can't ask to meet them. I just drove my car right over there and and I caught him, but. I mean, this could be anybody, man. And wow. that's the scary part. Wow, that is crazy. And that was, um, like, in my area, children were being molested by a Go teacher. For it. Say whatever word. <laughs> we're going to have to play. By the way, by the way, no, I'm just going to let you guys know this is going to be demonetized as fuck. <laughs> so let's just go. Just, just go, go for it. it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, are you demonetized? Like, do you get monetized? on any of your videos because yeah. your content is like not really youtube friendly or ad friendly. ad friendly so this is the, the funny thing so in the beginning um there was partial ads running um because I, I applied for it and they're like yes your success you can do it and then um a few months ago they took it down and then recently i applied again just to see and they put ads back up but the thing is uh most people don't know this people will see the ads on the video and they'll be like Oh, he's collecting revenue. Like he's he's able to, to generate something to be able to help him. Um, that's not really the case because my content is not very viewable by by people. I don't know why the ads are all up there if I'm not getting the proper uh, cost per click, the CPC. But I'm getting yeah. two points a click. The average YouTuber, I think, gets like two dollars or fifty cents, but I'm getting two cents, which normally equals out to one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a month which I'm not complaining because it does help. Like it helps offset the costs a little bit of things. I'm, com I'm complaining. Yeah, I'm complaining. But it's crazy. Like, I mean, I've done some things that are just crazy, like drove across the country. And it's like, if YouTube would have been a little bit more up, then that whole trip would have not been fully out of pocket. So, I mean. Yeah. So you're really just doing this out of, uh, out of the goodness out of your of your heart, hey? You're not really doing monetary gains out of this. Uh, recently, I made a PayPal account, though. Oh, so people can... Oh, you should do a Patreon. I like that, but I just don't know enough about it. Mm. And I, I mean... Didn't, I didn't... I didn't either, and, and I put it together, though. I also kind of, like, get it if you're, like, not that present on the internet all the time. Um, but... Uh, we can go ahead and flash your PayPal um, information on the screen. What What is it? 
Uh, honestly, I don't even remember. I think it's like Justin Payne something. We'll figure it out in post. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, not and I'm not usually one to complain about um, money and ads, and we know that I've talked about this on my channel, but I'm complaining in this situation. So if you're going to put ads on those videos, then come on. Yeah, if they're going to show the ads, they should pay you for the ads. Right? Yeah. If the ads are, so. if the video is good enough to have ads on it, the content creator should be paid for it. Yeah, and it's all regular ads that I see on everybody else's videos too, which I think is pretty crazy. Oh, that's really frustrating. Now I'm getting into like, I want to ask YouTube questions yeah. and maybe that, maybe that's fine for a little bit, but I don't want to get too yeah. much into it. But, um, do you, about how many views do you get per video? Um, it always varies because I'm the type of person that I'm not a YouTuber. Some people will say that I am a YouTuber or, or whatever. I'm not because I will post a video and I will disappear from social media for like a month or two or three or four. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the comments I'll get are, you know, you need to post more, you need to do this more, but it's like, I don't need to do anything because my mission here is to, to make that video and to put that video up. I'm not here to entertain people. I'm not here to, you know, be liked and loved and all that stuff. I really appreciate it when people do give me love and stuff, but I'm here for, for a crusade, so to speak. Yeah. And I mean, I am not, I just, just don't consider myself a YouTuber because I, I, I just don't know how they can uh, keep up with it. All those YouTubers. That's crazy. It's, I, I, I think you're doing the right thing. <laughs> I think you're doing it right. Um, it is, it's, it is, I mean, and of course you've got your, your the stressors of what you do and how that takes a toll on you. Um, like why would anybody want to add on to that? Because just being a YouTuber for fun or, um, my, my videos aren't necessarily fun videos. I talk about some controversial topics and it gets heavy and it gets to be a lot. Um, so if, if we can convince Justin to let him, let us no to, to let us create a Patreon, that I'm, if that happens, I'm putting that information up here and we, we cannot promise any sort of anything happening over there. I think that would just be a way for people to help support the cause. Yeah, um, I agree. If this is not happening at all, then I'll cut this out. <laughs> I, I would definitely consider stuff like that once I heal and I'm ready to get back out there. Because like, what I was thinking is for the next few months, I'm going to just kind of take it easy and um, when I'm ready to get back out there, I'd... And I, t I talked with this with Amber. I was thinking about going across Canada and then go through the United States. Oh. I, I know everyone tells me, oh, it's dangerous. Oh, people carry guns. Well, you know what? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. If somebody's going to be out there and, and to be a, either a child molester or a predator, and they're going to even just attempt to eat a child, you know what? If I got to be the one that stands up in their face, that gun is not going to scare me. Can hurt me, but it's not going to scare me. I'm almost like, put me in coach cut. Come to the U.S. Come to D.C. Let's let's get these politicians. I'll do. The, I'll be a girl. I'll do the voice. <laughs> but I'm also scared of what you do and 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 confrontation. Oh my goodness. I know. I'm so. I am not a confrontational person either. Um, That's funny because in real life, like even right now, like I'm really shy. Like, when it comes to, like people and stuff in in normal life, I'm like, uh. But when, you know, the camera goes on, I'm there for a reason. It's just stone cold. I don't feel anything. I'm just there to do what I'm supposed to do. But then in everyday life, oh, no. 
I get I get that so much because I I Amberin and I um it was our first our first episode ever we did a personality test and we found we were trying to see if we're compatible as friends and uh we are <laughs> um but but um I test as an extrovert she tests as an introvert but I think people hear that about me and they assume that I'm going to be the person who's like going to strike up conversations at the airport and that if I go to a party, I can just like walk up to anyone. And I don't feel like I do like to speak with people and I love to have conversations, but I get very, very shy unless like you're saying, like there's a reason to talk. Like I can go to an AA meeting and talk because I've been prompted basically but otherwise put me in a room and I'm just like, do you have a cat or a dog I can play with? Literally me at every social event ever. <laughs> um, it's kind of ironic that you say that because the, the, the people that we admire the most in the world that are public figures, excuse me, or actresses or actors or just people that we see um, on television or YouTube or whatever, um, we think that their personality is so outgoing. But it's that's not the case in, in personal life because in personal life or real life, I mean, you're real. We're we're real. I mean, even right now, we're real. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. And we're back from our bathroom break. Um, but yeah, I I had a question for Justin, of course, because I usually have questions for Amberin, but it is not her turn this time. <laughs> Um, Justin, you said that you quit smoking about a month ago, but on your videos, uh, I really like, I started to wonder how many cigarettes would you smoke in a day while you were working on a case? Oh, I could easily go through on a typical day, not doing anything, half a pack. But if I'm doing all these videos or these conversations or even just editing, um, I easily go through two packs. Wow. Two packs, like when you're talking to them, and yeah. you're saying, when you're, you're saying when oh, you're, my yeah. goodness. "Oh my goodness, you're that stressed out, huh?" Even on the way to meet them, like I'm the poster child of like nicotine. Like it's disgusting. Like I'll just I'll light one as I'm putting one out, and I'm just, you know, just trying to collect myself and get myself together. But I'm just my mind is so all over the place that I just don't know exactly how to feel. But then once we show up, then it's kind of like you know, this other person kind of shows up and it's just like, all right, let's get it done. It's, I will say, of course, we don't like, none of us supports like, hey, kids, go out and and start smoking. But I will say that it it adds character, I I think, to your your videos. It makes them funny whether or not it was meant to be that way. Um, But, but yeah, I just, I I thought that was a little funny. I wanted to ask. I was curious. You know, it's (laughs) funny though, because that's actually what the comments are a lot. Or people are saying, that it's funny to watch me do the kid, like an adult do a kid's voice while smoking a cigarette. Yeah, that would be funny. I've wondered that, I did wonder that. I was like, wait, so he can do the kid voice, but like his voice is not too raspy. Like that's, that takes skill. You've got some range. Do you, have you considered singing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't want to hear me say, oh man, I'm bad. <laughs> that's funny. Do you do girl voices too? Like a little girl voice? Yeah, um, that voice for me is so all over the place sometimes, um, mm-hmm. and it, because I'm a guy, that um, I will always say that I I have laryngitis. Oh. So my voice is a little bit messed up, but I'm Christine. 
It's true. You do sound like so young that you can, it's almost to the point where you can't tell if it's a, a boy or a girl. Like, like an androgynous voice almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you go that high pitch. Yeah, I was curious at the beginning, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about it. I don't know why, but I was curious as to whether or not you had somebody do a girl voice. If you if you work with, uh, like, as, as a girl, because um, we know that there's a whole market, for lack of a better word, um, of predators going after young girls. So... Uh, is that like, is that process or experience different for the most part? From, um, from... you know what? It, it's at the end of the day, it, it's all the same to me now. I mean, um, you know, I'm on, I'm on every different type of adult dating website, platform, Instagram, Facebook, like I got profiles on all these sites. So I just, um, essentially, whoever asked to text after they find out I'm a kid, then that's kind of what I just focus on. Um, I mean, there, there'll be some times where Christopher will end up talking to somebody, you know, for three videos straight of, you know, different videos, um, which makes my life a lot easier. I always say that, that like, because this voice is so much easier to do than all, like, all those other voices. Uh, it- it's a good one. It's a good one. It it was it's so like because I've seen you catch predators with that voice, so it's like oh, when I hear it, it's kind of like a trigger. The most recent one too. I was I was laughing, and you looked so annoyed. Um, oh yeah, you look annoyed in a lot of these videos, but uh, where the guy was like, "I love your voice," and you're just like, yeah. oh. I was like, "How do you even believe this, dude? Like, what the hell, man?" But um, a friend of mine was telling me that. When they, when a pedophile predator predator wants to believe something bad enough, like mm-hmm. they're doing their fantasy, something whether or not they've thought about their whole life, but it's something that they haven't been able to obtain, and finally it's there in front of them, and they'll they'll believe it. I mean, wow. gee, there's one guy, there's quite a few, but there's one guy in particular that. Um, okay, so this is what happened. I I had the profile up on a dating website, you know. Um, I said that I was like 55, but in the picture, I don't look 55. And the guy messages and I tell him that I'm 13 years old. We're talking. It's going. He asked to meet that day. I don't normally do this, but I said, fuck it. And we decided we were going to meet him. I get a text from this guy and he says, who's this guy? And he sends me my picture. Well, what had happened was this is an old profile from a year ago. I got pissed off. So I put my picture up and I said, oh, I'm going to get you. Whoops. Oh. So then he sends that to me, but then I, I'm very quick sometimes at thinking of like, you know, to cover up something. So I'm like, um, you know, that's my mom's boyfriend. I just put that up to help scare other guys. This guy still came down to me. And then he saw you wow. and you're like, got you, bitch. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that, I mean, they're all crazy, but this one in particular, this guy is white. Allegedly, it hasn't been confirmed fully, but through comments, his wife was a, or is a, uh, Halton police officer in Ontario. Like, oh. that totally blew my mind. If you're a criminal or you're going to do something wrong, don't have your wife be a police officer. Yeah, and, and you know, have close access to, not, not, that, not saying, like, that she would snoop, but, like, that, uh, you're playing with fire, but... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, your wife can can stumble across your phone and stuff. Yeah, it almost feels like 
Um, not to say at all that your job is easy because it does not. It sounds like uh, one of the most difficult jobs, but in a way, it almost seems like things can go wrong. But that's not gonna foil your plan. Like that should that should not have worked. Yeah, <laughs> they're so desperate for it. That's crazy. Well, I mean, in the last video I uploaded, um, I always like to do commentary as the phone's ringing. Um, I'm a little bit. Uh, naive or whatever the word is where I just believe I can make it work even if it's impossible so I'll just do things that you're not supposed to do which is the phone is ringing the guy can pick up at any time and I still am talking to the camera well he heard my voice as me so then he asks who's that deep man's voice like, what is that's hilarious it's the tv like I'm just watching tv man like what the fuck's your problem and it's just like <laughs> he's like all right it's okay it's like, seriously, like, make this a little difficult for me, baby. No kidding. So, speaking of, the last video that I watched, you had caught him already once, correct? Um, which were video you, you, was that? Um, I thought it was your most recent one, but it might be a different one. But you caught oh, one, one guy twice, right? Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, I was shocked. Um, so, I'm, I'm just, I'm in Ontario. <laughs> they get a message. I noticed the picture and I'm like, right away, I'm like, that's the guy that I just caught nine months ago. I'm like, this is a joke. There's no way that he's going to believe this. Like, this guy was already up on uh, some type of charges. Uh, I don't, it's not confirmed yet with me, but it's something related to children, but he wasn't allowed near parks and stuff. So, I mean, that would give you an indication that it's something really bad. Um, and he's messaging me again, and I, I couldn't believe it. So I really didn't put all like a whole bunch of energy into this just in case this guy was going to screw me around and it was a joke. Mm -hmm. But no, sure enough, next day he asked me and I'm scrambling around trying to find someone to hold the camera, trying to find someone to do security, trying to find, just trying to find people to help. And everybody was busy because it was short notice. So I said, fuck it, let's go. And I went and got him myself and I walked him uh, from a train. Like there's a, a train that's in front of a, a kid's school that he was going to take the kid in and do sexual acts with him. Actually, the child and his friend that I was pretending to be, he was going to take them in there and he lived just right around the corner. Mm -hmm. I walked him right to his door and the whole time that we're going back and forth, um, me confronting him as me, he's on the phone with dispatch, the police. <laughs> and saying that I'm harassing him and shit. And it's, I'm like, what the hell? Like, seriously, are you that stupid? That's, he he pulled an Onision yeah. on you. <laughs> do, do you know about that? No. Oh my goodness. So I'll just tell you in a nutshell so that he, like, Justin, you don't feel left out. But um, yeah, Onision, I'm not sure if you're familiar with who he is, but he's uh, very well known on, on YouTube for... I feel like I have to use the word alleged all the time just to cover my ass, but for allegedly grooming uh, teenage girls, essentially his fans, then grooming them. And then once they reach age of consent or if he can take them to a state where they are uh, of legal age to consent, then um, he will, you know, uh, have sex or perform sexual acts on them uh, with them. And, and sometimes marries them. So it's this weird, uh, just, just the, I think the most hated person across the YouTube platform right now, I, I think, uh, but, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Chris Hansen is kind of moved over, I think to YouTube 
for the most part. Um, and he's really been like trying to catch this guy. I, I don't know exactly what Chris Hansen's doing, but at one point he was he showed up to Anusian's house. And so the the nine one one recording was released, and so Onision, his name is what Greg? Yeah, Greg James Greg. Jackson something. Yeah. Wow, you know John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's on the phone with the dispatcher, and he's like, um, yeah. So uh, there's somebody at my house that uh, keeps harassing me on the internet, and she's like okay, can you describe him? And he's like, yeah, he's got a whole camera crew. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, but can you physically describe him? He's like, um, he's about six feet tall, um, gray hair. It's Chris Hansen. Oh <laughs> just, my God. just flat out says it's Chris Hansen. And it's like, imagine being that like do? dispatcher being like, yeah, what did you do? Like, why is Chris Hansen at your door? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we sent him by. Yeah, no, that'd be a moment if I was the 911 dispatcher, I'd just be like, <laughs> right. There you go. That's what you deserve. Oh, crazy. Oh, that's so crazy. So he tried to pull, he tried to pull switcheroo or like bamboozle you. Yeah. Like, tried to give you a dose of your own medicine. How did that actually play out, though? Yeah, what happened? 911 call. Um,. So, okay, we, I walked him to the door. He's on the phone the whole time. He walks right into his house. I blurred all that out so that people wouldn't be able to know what house he went into. Mm-hmm. But then um, out of my control, people still recognized what the house looked like, even though it was blurred out. So I got all these messages from people saying that he just moved out. Um, I tried to cut the video for the ending, and I, I, I couldn't do it because it was already uploaded. Um, <clears throat> but... I'm not sure if they if they showed up or not. Hmm. Interesting. Um, speaking of blurring stuff out, so one of my questions is, can you explain your ethics and kind of your technique? Um, what is this code of conduct that you that you follow? So essentially, my code of conduct is that I need to be very thorough in everything that I do. So um, from the beginning, they need to accept the age, uh, which I could. Sometimes the youngest I pretended to be was seven years old, but typically I wow. try to wow. pretend that I'm between 11 to 14 is the oldest. Um, they need to consent that they understand what that age means. Um, you know, that they fully understand, continue conversation. And once we continue conversation, even if they ask to meet after they accept the age, they need to break the law. I, I can't meet somebody just based on um, you want to hang out, you want to go for a walk. Like, I mean, it's extremely <laughs> appropriate, yes. And I mean, what I feel should happen to this person is different from you know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to catch pedophiles and predators. Um, I, I've gotten some backlash related to uh, not going after everybody, um, but I just feel that I, if I'm gonna expose somebody and, and ruin uh, their whole life or their family or, you know, blow up a bunch of things like that, I need someone to break the law. I mean, there needs to be some type of ethics in everything that you do, I think, and whether I personally believe that that's how I should do it is irrelevant. Like, it's just what I feel is right should happen, like a business. You just, you, you need that code of conduct. So they need to message me first. They need to essentially break the law. Um, I need to figure out everything about them, uh, who they are, what their uh, mental health state is, uh, different things like that. If they've committed any crimes, then they need to ask to meet. 
Interesting. Then I kind of evaluate everything and figure out what I should do from there. That's interesting because I, I do believe um, it actually came up in the comments of, I think, our last podcast that, you know, it, it there is some controversy around, you know, whether or not these people should be exposed, um, should be outed. Um, and obviously, at least from what I saw, you're working in public settings where, you know, at least in, in the States, you can record people in public settings. But if I if you think about it, I mean, I guess it all depends on your thoughts on shows like Live PD and Cops, which are now canceled. But, um, you know, those shows were recording people who were committing oftentimes much smaller crimes. Um, um, so it's it's kind of like if you have problem if you have a problem with what Justin's doing, you kind kind of have to have a problem with people getting pulled over for a traffic stop and being recorded. Yeah, yeah, and sure. I faced that question quite a bit of people saying, you know, it's kind of premature to upload a video of somebody's face that's going to do this um, when they haven't been formally charged yet or convicted. But then the one thing that I sometimes even bring to the table is to say that. There's oftentimes that um, there are articles done by uh, people in news and media, um, whether on television or just articles, and they are putting this person's face out there, but they're just putting alleged. So, I mean, there are, there's a lot of other forms of shaming that is going on, but it's just with the online community in terms of like YouTube and stuff, that's where I, I find that there's a lot more criticism because I'm not a network, you know, I'm not. Uh, and I don't want to name anybody just in case I'm not allowed to, but I'm not like a big time network with a bunch of lawyers and people and hosts and everything around me. I'm just one person. So it's easier to judge me as a person, uh, whether than, you know, hmm. so have you, Oh, that, that brings up a whole, a whole other can of worms in terms of like legal aspects of it. I mean, have you been, have you ever been sued? And if you don't want to answer that, then like, I can cut this out, no problem. Um, but has anyone ever, like, has anyone taken legal action against, people against you? Threaten me. The guy in the last video actually, there's one thing that ultimately I try to do after I confront them as well is I'll try to offer assistance in helping them find a healthcare professional to be able to talk to. And, um, you know, we can go that route instead of doing anything else. And more often than not, they'll turn that away. Oh, really? Do you, you want to be shamed or do you just want to get help? And it's like, they just choose to, to fight me on it. This guy in the last video called me uh, because I, I released just a clip and you could partially see his face. And he says to me, um, trying to intimidate me, saying that I called um, dispatch and I talked to them and I told them that I went there to help a child, is what he said. Uh, he says that I wasn't going there to, to harm anybody because I was going there to help. And um, the police informed me that I can charge you in a civil suit. I said, good luck. You yeah. gave me my yeah. answer. The video's going up. And I went that's, up the next day. Yeah, you got all the video. That's interesting. Um, I really like the part about, I, I did see that in your video, um, offering help as an option. Like, hey, we can take this route. Um, and it's funny because it's not really something that, if I'm being totally honest, I thought a ton about before Amber and I started having these conversations. And then we got into, with the first episode, kind of the ethics, the stigma, the mental health aspect of this. And essentially how kind of how much compassion should we have for these people and in a sense you know without putting words in your mouth it almost seems like you're having you're extending a bit of compassion for the mental health aspect for the human aspect of this person 
that might actually pr- produce some good out of the situation. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm not just stuck in, you know, um, grinding my wheels on, I'm just going to shame, I'm not going to do anything else. I try to explore other options of how to, to make this better. I mean, shaming somebody in a video, getting, let's say, um, 100,000 views initially, and then let's say 600 views a month after that. Let's just say. So it's just, it's racking up. It loses its momentum and then it goes slow. So essentially all you're getting at that point, and if, if you don't live in the area to be able to recognize this person to stay away from them, then the video is just used as a tool to help uh, prevent this happening to, to you or your family. So I just feel that the communities would benefit even more having somebody going out and acknowledging that they've done wrong, that they're having thoughts, and for them to essentially get help and talk to a healthcare professional that can help them. That is essentially what we kind of concluded. Yeah, we and we were kind of, well, and the whole discussion was really, I think the, the title and the thumbnail said compassion or conviction. And it almost sounds like you are constantly kind of like trying to find that balance right or i mean it sounds like you've got a whole process to, so that you know you know which route to take but it, it does seem like it's a very heavy aspect of this, this job well because there's there's two things to this one if whether somebody's a bad person or not knowing somebody let's say committed suicide because of me mm-hmm. that's huge yeah, that, that that is huge. Even if you are a uh, a dog and a piece of shit person, knowing that you hurt yourself because of your actions, but me contributing, that would totally alter my whole life. Yeah. So yeah. there's just I always keep thinking that there's just got to be a better way because um, uh, and and one thing I notice with a lot of the viewers that I get are some people are just in one shell. One shell, one shell, one shell. So it's okay. They need to die, or why didn't you call police? Right, right. You should have let them. And everyone's kind of in their thing. I am the type of person where I am believing in all everyone's opinions. I don't say that anybody's ever right or wrong because I don't even consider myself fully right or wrong yeah. in any yeah. how I'm doing this. And I'm still always learning. And that's the good thing about having viewers. Viewers are the ones that are there to, to help you figure out and navigate, like, you know, what did you do wrong this time? How can you be better? Because ultimately, this is what it's about, is is preventing these people from harming children, but, but also um, allowing parents tools and knowledge on how to keep everybody safe. But we want everybody to be safe at the end of the day. We want everyone to stop being bad and everyone to be happy and healthy, and that's the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, obvi- yeah. Obviously, that's what we all want on this channel and this this podcast is is for everybody to be well. Um, but what I find, uh, what we haven't mentioned, is that this this whole topic we've referred to as what these people in this community refer to themselves as maps. You probably have heard that uh, minor attracted people. Um, there is, you know, a, a whole community around these people supporting them. Um, and then also within that, I think a lot of these people do kind of consider this a sexual orientation and not disordered thinking. So do you, I mean, do you have opinions about that? You said you kind of listen to everybody, but yeah, see, I've heard that quite a bit. I've heard different analogies, like, uh, there's a misconnection, like a, a misfire in the brain or, um, different things like that. But for me at the end of the day, 
a lot of the ones that come to meet me are coming to be a fictional child. So that's why I have um, kind of that compassion, I guess, that like people say. Um, but if they were going after a real child, I don't, I honest, I don't think that I'd bring a camera, to be honest. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that sounds bad, but I mean, that would be a, a, a one that you'd have to call the police and let them handle it. Because knowing that that is what has happened, yeah. but um, yeah. you see, it's just, there's so many opinions out there. I mean, a lot of people are saying that, you know, this and this is fact um, to why the, they're doing that. I had one person uh, write to me and said, um, the reason why that a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pedophiles and predators is because there's a portion of them that were uh, molested themselves. So um, they are just kind of uh, reliving that same experience over and over. And it's like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, and I'm, I'm none of those things. At the end of the day, I'm a human. And, you know, just because you, like, let's use this as an example. If you're broke, are you going to go rob a bank? No, you're not. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. Joke yeah. about it, but at the end of the day, you'll get a job or you'll go on welfare. You'll do something to not be out there robbing people. To help yourself, essentially, to do the right way. Right. One of these people has these thoughts and feelings. Get help. Yeah. Like, yeah. Figure yeah. your shit out. Like, I, like, oh, this is this topic is one that yeah you could talk about this topic forever mm -hmm. mm -hmm. because there's just there's so much fact and opinions and just i think yeah i think sometimes too we get caught up in all the varying uh, opinions and um to varying degrees amber and i both are very um open to different opinions and so we hear a lot and then in private she and I will discuss a lot well what do you think about this opinion what do you think about that opinion and we hear and we we get to the point where we're we have compassion for every single opinion and then we then we get we kind of hit a wall Amber and like is correct me if I'm wrong about telling kind of the story kind of hit a wall where we don't know what to believe and then it, we kind of always fall back on what's going to protect the children no I absolutely but, agree we constantly like oh, is it a mental health thing is it a more of a we need stricter um laws is it more we need to um stigma destigmatize do we need yeah. to convict them like harder convictions which is another question I actually had for you Justin so I don't know about the American law but I find Canadian law to be super soft on these kinds of offenses yeah yeah no it is honestly I think that 100% automatically it should be mandatory on an offender that that um, fully offends. Um, they should be castrated. Oh. Unlike, I, I, a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I mean, from a lot hey, of the opinion. Opinion that I've read about, uh, it's 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 really decreased the the offender's rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, a monster is still a monster, even if castrated. But I mean, it's less likely that they're that they're going to offend. I mean, that's just a start. I mean, depending on the uh, you know the, the dynamics of the the case or whatever what's happened, um, then other punishment will follow. But castration, hundred percent, because it's like I've said in every other video, when when an adult talks explicitly to a child, that's attempted murder. When an adult molests a child, that's murder one. Interesting. That's interesting. Talk to a lot of victims, and they say that that they say that they've gotten chills hearing those words because it's no one 
and not even themselves sometimes have been able to explain how it is that it has made them feel throughout their life. It takes something away from you. I mean, I'm a grown man, and this has taken so much out of me um, that I watch old videos of when I used to do joking videos. I used to be very, um, you know, out there. I was always uh, very giddy and very uh, um, bubbly. I'm not like that anymore. I have essentially, from what I've been told, allow myself to get sexually molested on like a weekly basis. Like I know how this can affect your whole life. Wow. Yeah. You, you have, you really, cause yeah, you, you have a real like insider's perspective. And I will say that, um, a few of the things you said really validated what we have talked about and wondered about. Um, it's funny that not funny at all. None of this is funny, but it's interesting that you, you, not even compare you refer to this as murder and we have have had that discussion this is as heavy as murder to us um and we go back and forth maybe it is maybe it isn't but we've also had some conversations about castration and although that sounds shocking it's also like what are the alternatives let these people you know be out in society pose a danger do we do we lock them up there are just so many questions about what to do with with these predators yeah yeah there is um in the city that we live in so canadian law to touch on this um there was a guy and it was known when i was in high school not to work at his restaurant do you know who i'm talking about justin yeah oh please do um oh well so i knew in high school so now i'm i've been out of high school for like 11 years so i knew back in high school not to work at this place because he was a creep and he sexually molested the girls that worked there and he finally got caught a year or two ago and his yeah. sentence was um a year's year worth of sentence or something but he only had to serve it on the weekend so that he could keep his restaurant running during the week wow wait did he have the was was he still employing young girls i don't know if that was a i would hope that was a part of his um conviction that he couldn't hire young girls or have young girls working for him but yeah it was a 15 year old girl that he finally got caught for and he is like a 40 or 50 year old man um and he um yeah finally got convicted and it was a weekend thing and like our news our like local news was down there every day out front of his place like don't go in there like anyone any patron who tried to go in there they'd be like he's a pedophile don't go in there blah blah blah. and like trying to scare people (laughs) from his business but he actually broke probation and now i think he is fully in jail not just weekend jail oh, but I think that's, that's absolute bullshit canadian yeah, law and, and ha- stuff is such bullshit i haven't researched enough um on american law but we did i think two episodes ago talk about mary Kay letourneau in the 90s um who had a full-on huge ass relationship with her 12 13 year old student and, um, yeah, it sounds like Justin hasn't heard this one either. Uh, Amberin, uh, learned about this on camera, but yeah, this, this teach school teacher, sixth grade teacher, um, had a relationship with her student who I guess was 12 when they met and then was 13, um, within that school year or when they got, when she got caught, um, was pregnant with his child by the time she went to prison, but wasn't, I'm trying to jog my, 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 my brain. And I'm, I, I believe that her sentence was 
six months with three suspended, wasn't it? Something like I, that. And then she got caught with him again and then had his second baby in jail. Yeah. She got caught after. Yeah. She had her, her uh, sentence suspended or half of it suspended. Um, if, if I'm wrong here, then I'll go ahead and put that on screen. Um, but then she got caught in a car with him. And, uh, so then of course they reinstated that, um, or, you know, made her serve the suspension, but then they gave her, I believe seven years and she had to serve the full seven years, um, and had his baby in jail or was pregnant. Yeah. So, but, but even still seven years, like some people, some people go, go away for seven years on like drug charges. Yeah. 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 It's just not heavy enough. I agree. Um, speaking of women, though, this is something I really want to talk to you about. Um, women predators, do they have different tactics? Do they come at a different angle? Do they have different, I guess, quote unquote motives? Are they looking for more relationship style? Or is, is, is there a difference between are some predators looking for relationships? Are some looking for just sex? Like, what is the difference here? Okay, so in my experience, what I've noticed is because I've, um, I have, profiles on female sites too uh for dating and a lot of the females to the female that i pretend to be they will just talk and talk and talk and talk but they don't break the law it's mm-hmm. talking about the, like the weather and stuff there's um there's been times where i've spent three months four months and not one law is broken in terms of anything inappropriate or anything asked for or any electronic um photographs or anything like that that, that were that can be considered as criminal. Um, so I try to mostly just focus on the guy side of things um, because it's just, at the end of the day, it's a lot easier. That's, that's interesting. There's, there's it's one email that I caught though. Um, and she wanted to basically nurture the 13 year old that I was pretending to be. She wanted to, to watch movies and hang out and kiss and, that's as far as the conversation went of what she was asking for. She asked me in an industrial area in the middle of the night. Um, it, it was been said in the comments that a lot of people recognize that area that that's kind of like a trafficking area or with prostitutes. And they, a lot of people made assumptions that maybe that that's what she was there to do was to recruit this young girl. Um, but mm-hmm. most of my focus has been on uh, the male side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they're they're a lot more forthcoming with what their intentions are, what they've done before, and things like that. It's yeah, that's interesting. That um, but but there's still something very unsettling because you're on a dating site, right? And they they do reach out to you. Do, do. I tell them I'm 13. Like it's it's not to be mistaken that these girls are not saying, okay, no, you're 13. I don't want to talk to you. These girls are still talking, but yeah, I can't put their face all over social media because they just wanted to talk. I mean, at least I, yeah. I know have charged individuals uh, based on a real child, but being a fake child, I need to somewhat uh, keep a blanket of protection around myself uh, that, you know, that this person's broken the law and I'm not just the only one here breaking the law by shaming them. I need to make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's really that's it. but it's opened my eyes at least that this is a problem. Um, but but one that, you know, to me, that's still a problem. Obviously, like you can't do anything about it, but it's making me think I'm not going to name any names 
but I'm wondering if Ambrin is thinking that the same person, there is a certain YouTuber and, you know, there, it's been a point of contention. Um, should women, if, uh, well, should anybody, any adult really be talking to their fans that are 12, 13, 14, um, um, you know, about, you, you know, about private matters and, and, and personal things. So, um, I, I, I think that that is extremely inappropriate. I mean, in most cases, when you talk, when you, when your fans reach out to you and they talk to you, um, it sh- you shouldn't talk to anybody that's underage because it's just inappropriate. I mean, point blank, it's inappropriate. And whenever you're addressing your fans or your viewers anyway, you should 99% of the time only do it through uh, the platform and what they went there to see, right? So it's like, you're on Facebook and you're doing Facebook Live, you talk to everybody or you'll just point people out and be like, hey, what's up or whatever. But don't sit there and have um, private conversations and direct messages with, with people that are underage. That is really inappropriate. Mm, good, Thank you for saying good, that. Good good piece of advice. That is a good piece of advice. To, to step away from, um, yeah, and something, something at least we can pull away from this whole conversation where we've in a way have felt kind of like, like our hands are tied. Like we know that this problem exists, but what can we do about it? Um, thankfully, you know, at the very least we have you out there doing something about this, you know, even if the, even if the problem is so much bigger than one person, at least we know that some of these people are being outed, getting help, getting incarcerated, whatever has to happen, but that is saving children. And I think at the very core of, this whole conversation that Amber and I are having is how do we protect children? Absolutely. And um, I want to point out, Justin, you caught somebody in my neighborhood. I have eight nieces and nephews, all very young, and they all go to his place of work and you caught him. And that just like really, like he lives in this neighborhood. He works in this neighborhood. My nieces and nephews are here. Like it was just so close to home. And in a way I felt like you, potentially protected my own family. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think, yeah, the best, the, and oh, I've got chills. <laughs> that was, that was a lot. Um, but no, uh, I mean, obviously thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on and do this, this like podcast where we're not all in the same place. It's a lot of logistics. So thank you for, for coming on. Um, maybe we'll have you on again to continue this conversation. Um, but I think more so the bigger thank you is for the work you do. So I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So if you guys have any questions, um, for Justin, feel free to leave them in the comments. Um, but also, like I said, he's got a YouTube channel. He may have a Patreon one day. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, pay, PayPal account. I, I definitely encourage anybody to. Um, I, I I have no shame in asking. You know, if you can give what you can just to support this because that's that's a lot of work for one person. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well thanks. thanks. It was nice meeting you, Justin, and hopefully we'll see you on here again. Justin, thank you so much. Seriously, before it hangs up on us. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I hope that we get to do this again sometime. Ah, it'd be fine. Yeah. And when you're in uh, the only if you want up. to. <laughs> oh, yeah, only if you're up for it. Yeah. But um, I'm sure we'd, we'd. I'm sure like our viewers and listeners would want to hear more, and they would have their own questions. So. Oh, all <laughs> Thank you so right. much. This was so much fun. All right. In a in a weird way. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.
Yeah. So that was amazing. Um, Amber, and thank you so much, by the way, for having, for even thinking um, to talk to Justin and see if he would be interested in coming onto our podcast. I feel like like we are not worthy. No, I'm sure that made a sound. <laughs> like we didn't deserve that. Um, but 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 uh, just the fact that what he does so completely dovetails not only the conversations we've been having. It's not like we even set up the podcast for him to come on. This is just a conversation we were already having. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he pretty much reiterated a lot of thoughts that we've had. Um, and yeah. have topics that we discussed and it was super eye-opening and yeah and just to get that extra insight and depth to the grooming process and and what it feels like even for an adult you know um is is super eye-opening the the most interesting part of it all I thought was the woman's aspect of it and how women predators are differ from men predators yeah, that the, it's for me, that's unsettling because, you know, from what it sounds like his experience, you know, it's it's very rare that a woman would actually break the law, but that doesn't stop them from, um, you know, towing the line. And that we know from like Onision talking about him and, and the law that and, and skirting around the law that that makes that makes us just as uncomfortable in different ways. Um, so that that was interesting um, for me. There were a couple of things. I didn't think, I watched uh, a couple of his videos and I didn't think about the kind of mental toll that it would take on a person. I didn't, you know, I guess it shows in his videos, but he is a one man show. Um, Unless I think he has a camera guy sometimes. Yeah, I think sometimes if he can get a friend to help him out. Yeah. That's that's what I gathered is if you can get someone to help him out, he can. Otherwise, he's just kind of going in alone. Yeah, and it almost sounded to me like, for one, like some of his training and, and counseling almost sounds like, like we were, like he was saying, like police training. Um, but then, like the repercussions of it almost sounds like, like what veterans deal with. Like he's talked about how it's kind of like dampered his kind of uh, his presence a little bit. So, I mean, that, that part made me sad, but uh, I, I hope, and I, we didn't really ask, but. It seemed that he gets something really fulfilling out of this. Absolutely. And he still has such a beautiful presence, regardless of whether he feels that he is missing a part of himself. He is still, like, such a beautiful person to, be like, talk to and be around. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I hope he, you know, watches this and hears that and he's lovely to talk to. And if he doesn't watch this, then what a dick, because we did this whole thing for him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, but... He doesn't have to watch this. It's okay. <laughs> Justin, if you are watching this, you don't need to watch this. You can turn it off. It doesn't matter. No. Um, <laughs> please, please. We didn't mean anything by it. We really didn't. Um, no, but but it But it is interesting because of what he does. I expected a certain kind of person, you know, I expected, um, from his videos, you do, I mean, it, like I said, that takes balls to do that takes, well, maybe that's not the PC term that takes stones to do that takes spine to, to be able to confront these people just out on the street, just, Hey dude, what's up? And, um, and to be also, he's, he never knows what he's going to get into. So, um, I, from the, from his videos, kind of got this impression that he was going to be this, like, very, like, kind of gruff, rough around the edges type of person, um, maybe even more assertive, but he was actually just, like, really just, like, a nice guy. Like, such a nice guy. (laughs) Such a super nice, sweet guy. Yeah. Easy going. Easy going. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Which I feel like that that it that almost kind of makes sense because uh, to, to do work like that, it's like the when you're off duty, it's almost just like, just yeah, I'll do it. it I'm not. I'm just imagining if I were in that position, just be like, yep, whatever you want. Sure. So, um, yeah, we were really, uh, I don't want to say lucky, but grateful, really grateful that he was willing to um, come on and talk with us, even with all the logistics of, of this podcast that we're still learning. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty crazy because I'm on Vancouver Island, you're in Washington, D.C., and he's in Toronto, Ontario. Like, we're yeah. just all over the map here. Yeah, we're just going to keep upping it until we're like a 26-person podcast. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you guys really um, enjoyed Justin. I'm sure you did. Um, oh, the, before I, I let everyone go, I did want to say that for me, uh, too, what what he said was super validating to a lot of the things that we talked about, a lot of the opinions, a lot of not just you and me, but our viewers and and listeners who have expressed their opinions. It's super validating. And what I loved about Justin that I would like to take away from it more is having that confidence in his convictions and his um, opinions. But at the same time, like he said, he's open to everybody's opinions he doesn't think that anybody is wrong. I loved that. That's and it's it's such a complex way to think, um, but it just makes so much sense to say like, hey, whatever you believe is, um, you know, is correct for, for for whoever you are. But here's where I stand. This is where I stand, and you know, that's just it. So, um, so it was just yeah. It just to to me, I I that's what I want to take away from this is to be able to like be a little bit more confident in where I stand and what I believe while still being open to uh, others' viewpoints. Absolutely, and it just kind of shows that it is hard to make laws around this when there are so many different opinions and such extreme ends of it, and you know new scientific facts coming up all the time. Like it is hard to kind of decide what to do with these people and and, yeah. and what to do with a, a pre-offender and a, a person who's actually offended and um, what the conviction should be, what it should look like, what extreme that should be. Yeah. And it's just. Yeah. And it's not to say that, um, not to say that Justin's um, opinion on how to handle these people is the only one right way. And I'm sure he would say the same thing, but it's just interesting because we can all have opinions, but we don't do what he does. Yeah. So, um, and, and it was just very, to me, just really sad to to realize when he said that he knows what it feels like to be pursued and molested on, on a daily basis. So um, I, I ask everybody to uh, take some time to go check out what Justin does. Um, you know, whether it be Patreon or PayPal, I, I would ask that you guys consider giving what you can because he is really just taking this on this huge risk, this huge problem, this huge topic that what I, honestly, what Amber and I wish we could do. Um, and oh, yeah. I, I don't know I could, if I, would but have I couldn't, it. I don't know that I could, but, um, yeah, you know, yeah. this whole conversation of how do we protect children? He's just like, like he says, fuck it. Fuck it. I'll go out and do it. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm a shy person. 
fuck it, I'm gonna approach this guy and uh, and and just say what is whatever happens. And if if he wants to start a fight, then we'll have to. I have to deal with that situation there. So uh, it's super admirable. Um, Absolutely, what I think does, we should so. defund the police and fund Justin Payne. <laughs> Everything, just all of our taxes go to Justin. <laughs> Keep fighting the fight. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, super, super happy we got to, to meet him and talk to him. And, um, you know, he's, he's expressed that he may be open to coming back and chatting with us again. So, um, you know, if there are some questions you guys have that we didn't ask because we were like super nervous and we like had a guest and we didn't ask all the right questions, maybe, um, hopefully you guys still got something great out of it. Um, but send us your questions, whether that be in comments or, um, you know, to, email us at the romance podcast at gmail.com absolutely and um yeah i would love to have him back i feel like there's so much more to this conversation so much more information i want and i feel like we just kind of scratched the surface of it you know so maybe we'll have him back sometime he did say he would come back so yeah so yeah we love justin here so (laughs) go go subscribe (laughs) um yeah and and that's it for this week we're again is i feel so bad saying this but we're gonna have to take a break a breather and now like it's like wow he he really needs a breather after dealing with that yeah considering what we need yeah yeah i yeah i am definitely going to um go do some self-care today for sure just relax i hope that you guys all do the same even if you don't do the work that justin does take some time to decompress um thank you guys so much for continuing to have these difficult and heavy conversations with us um and on that note black lives still matter black lives still matter yeah. yes please, please continue those conversations we didn't talk uh much about black lives in in this podcast um but rest assured we are continuing these conversations ourselves across platforms privately and we encourage you to continue to do the same absolutely all right is that everything right. that we've got to say yeah great way to end the podcast all right guys thank you so much we'll see you next time bye, bye.